Welcome to Now Let's Talk, the podcast, where Vanessa Corwin and Kathleen Kahn will be talking to people about the challenges they're experiencing because of the COVID pandemic. Hello, I'm Vanessa Corwin. And I'm Kathleen Kahn. We're here today with Gina Lee of the Gina Lee Salon, located in the Meatpacking District in New York City. Gina, thanks for joining us today. Why don't you tell us about your salon, how long you've been in the business, and how the salon came about? Okay, so I've been in the business a very long time, over over 20-some-odd years. Uh, my salon, the Gina Lee Salon, this is the second salon I've had in the meatpacking district. My first salon was Gina Thomas. I had a business partner in that one, and I had that one for seven years. We split up, and then I ended up taking over this space on 13th Street and made it Gina Lee. So I've been here 15 years. I've been in the meatpacking district when it was just starting to become the meatpacking district. Yeah, I was going to ask you, 15 years ago or or longer, it was not what it is today, the meatpacking district. Were you one of the first businesses in that area? Yes, I was definitely in, in the very beginning. In the beginning, it was like you had your people that were already there. You had like old homestead. You had Jeffrey, who was really the pioneer. Jeffrey came in with this very exclusive store that all these people came to visit, but it was like in this obscure neighborhood. And then really it was, I was truly one of the first, to be honest with you, there was nothing there. You know, it was scary, it was old, it was, there was a lot going on in that neighborhood and it wasn't really great stuff. So there's only like a handful of places that were there from the very like beginning. And then we came in, the salon came in and it really was the beginning of the repacking. You know, you know, it's interesting. I'm thinking uh, we're such New Yorkers, but people that might listen to this may not know. But but the, I'm sure they do if they ever watch Sex in the City. Yeah. That's what made, you know, the meatpacking district everybody knew about. So yeah. that sort of puts it in perspective. I think. So were you already established when Sex in the City uh, came along? You know, it's so interesting. I never watched the show. Never. The only time I'd go over to a friend of mine and she would have her shows, you know, she's like, you want to watch my shows? And she'd have them all like programs and we would just sit and maybe I'd watch a few episodes with her. Since now, since COVID uh, began, uh, what changes have you seen um, in the meatpacking district? Major changes because it was really where everybody wanted to be. They wanted to move in into this neighborhood, right? So you have... You have, first of all, the Meatpacking District is an amazing association. They, they took care of me. They're really generous and kind. And they were always there because I'm part of the association, the Meatpacking. But then it became, what it came, it was a nonprofit, became a bid. And it became like a business uh, district yeah. because you have like Tesla, Google, you have the High Line. You have all these major, major, big, big, you know, uh, Dior, you know, all. All these stores moving in because they want to be in the meatpacking, uh, like Wix, my my new website, by the way, if you'd like to go to it, it's Gina Lee Salon. Wix moved into the neighborhood, became a part of this a meatpacking association. So the meatpacking association reached out to me and said, Gina, times are hard. We know you're struggling. 
Would you like to work with Wix? Because we're trying to get neighborhood people that need, need things, that need help. So they actually, Wix, as a summer program for their interns, helped me build a new website. Oh, wow. For free. That's fabulous. That was, I, I felt so blessed and so lucky, you know. Uh, the Meatpacking Association, really a shout out to Jeffrey and everybody there. They, they were like, oh, what about Gina? What about the smaller businesses? Let's not forget them. So. That's wonderful. That's, That's wonderful that, that you got so much support. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what about your business, the salon? How has that changed? Uh, how has COVID impacted that? Because I know that the, the, the salons were closed for a while and then yeah. uh, they reopened. So how has your business been impacted? It's, it's, it's been a struggle. I still feel, you know, there are people worse off than me. So I don't want to, uh, you know, I feel like it could be a lot worse. I think once maybe everybody's vaccinated and things are, you know, somewhat feeling safe, everybody feels safe because everybody feels a different way. It's so challenging because you have people that, you know, are a little bit relaxed about it. You know, they feel like, okay, I can go out. I can move around. There are other people that are really still afraid and don't come out. Another thing, nobody is working from their offices. So no one is commuting into Manhattan. Mm. So they're working from home and that could mean their second home or they moved or their home in Brooklyn and they don't want to go underground and take a subway to come see me. They want to go to down the street to a local place or they moved. They just said, you know, I can work from anywhere. So I'm going to move to my, where my family lives, Boston, I'm going to move to, you know, I had one client move to Hawaii, Australia, back to Australia, because that's where her family is. And she can work from there. She can work from anywhere. So home, wherever that is, they don't necessarily have to come back to me. So that is the struggle. Um, my poor clients, they're all over the place, you know, but then I have some that are still living in Manhattan that will come underground for me that, you know, they'll commute into the city. Well, yeah, you know, I have my regulars that are close by maybe, but I've also ended up getting new clients for whatever reason, either my name was given to them from someone else or they Googled me and said they're in the neighborhood or they've walked by, which is a positive thing. Otherwise, I don't know if I could still remain open. That would be a challenge. What have you done uh, to the salon with the restrictions of COVID, what what have you needed to do for your salon to make sure things were safe? Uh, well, I have to book differently. I can't really book too many clients at one time. I have plexiglass dividers by every chair, by the desk, and also in the back where there's the shampoo station. There is a divider between the two chairs, uh, which was a blessing. Uh, and that's a, that was another thing that my client is uh, my printer. He prints all my business cards and all my invitations. He went from printing to plexiglass dividers in his company. That's how he survived this. Wow. And he's been a client. I know him my whole life. We grew up in the same town. So he came in, he measured, and he sent me plexiglass dividers for free. Oh, amazing. Gene. That is fabulous. I know. I could cry. I could cry. Don't cry now. It's all good. Everybody loves you. That's why. So when the city closed the salons, 
what did you do? I came to the salon every day. Um, first of all, I would work out every morning. I would go for a run. And then I would come to the salon because at the time I had people booked already because I always book out like a week, two weeks or, or my clients pre-booked the following month. Right. Mm -hmm. So I cut their hair today. They booked four weeks. So mm -hmm. I was kind of going through my day and I'd call them and they'd be like, oh, just book me for next week. And then I remember, you know, every day kind of just contacting people and then people leaving messages. So if in a way it kept me sane because I had to come to the salon. Mm -hmm. I had to check emails, check messages, call clients, rebook them, reschedule them. And then a lot of them said, you know, why don't we just wait until, you know, things get a little bit better. That was another thing. I was starting to travel to people that felt safe, comfortable with me coming to them. Right. They would find, you know, send me a car and I would go to their homes. And so I've been to like Jersey, Long Island City, Brooklyn, um, Upper East, Upper West, they would just, you know, give me car services. I'd pack up my stuff every day and I would bring color or cut or whatever it was. So I, I mean, not right away, obviously. I mean, in the middle of the shutdown, I just came to work. What I ended up doing during the shutdown was mailing clients their color or walking it to them, or they would come and drive by curbside and I would hand it to them. So that kept me busy for a while, just saying, do you want me to send you your color? I'll FaceTime you or FaceTime haircuts. Wait a minute, FaceTime haircuts? Wow, how did that work? We would FaceTime each other. And then I would go through, depending on if I was cutting their hair or showing them how to color their hair. So if it was cutting, it was basically, um, you know, really just giving them direction, whether to pull it straight down or hold it vertically, hold it horizontally, to walk them through how to at least get not necessarily a cut by me, but like just to get them through uh, the shutdown. And the same went for color. My clients, once they would receive their color, I would FaceTime them. So I would have to just walk them through how to apply the color. And uh, often they actually would have their partners come in and help them. <laughs> so there was like a family. It was a family thing at times. So it was, it was, it was, it was very interesting. Um, and then, of course, I did some renovations to the salon while we were closed. We painted, we cleaned up, we changed things so we could reopen. It would be new, fresh and, and feel clean. Um, you know, so we did things like that. You know, you're uh, a woman and a small business owner. What's it been like to run this uh, successful business uh, over all these years? I know you said that uh, during COVID, you had a lot of wonderful support from uh, your business community. Um, so what other, you know, is there any other aspects of being a woman business owner that? Well, I, I also want to, I, I want to talk about how uh, I'm going to cry again. Come on. Uh, <laughs> So, so for May, in May, and this was another thing, because I remember I, I could pay my, my March, you know, because March we closed. March, I was kind of okay. April, I was okay. May, when I started talking to clients and calling them and moving their appointments and rescheduling them, they actually prepaid for their hair cuts and their hair color and their hair treatments. So I could pay my rent for May because my clients gave me money before mm -hmm. they, yeah. Wow. So May, I got through May, and then I ended up getting a small business loan, and I could pay this summer. Yeah. Ah. 
So it's been a very major struggle, but like, you know, I've been in the industry a long time and I have some great clients, as you know, Kathleen, you're one of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're supportive. They're wonderful. They're my friends. They're my family. And, you know, they took care of me. So I, you know, I just feel like I've been through so many other things in the city. Like, I don't know, you know, we've all, I was thinking about it today. You know, I've been through a blackout, uh, September 11th, Sandy, you know, like all these intent, like very individually disasters, terrorist attack. I watched the second tower fall from my salon because I was on the corner. I I actually went to the salon. I looked down because you could see clearly down uh, ninth and I saw the, the, the tower fall. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I've been through so much that this is just one more thing. You know, you got to be strong. What else are we going to do? Well, you are strong and you've been through it and you're, I keep thinking, song, you're a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I'm proud. Proud And, and it's, and it's inspirational because, you know, you're, you're finding a way to survive. And I think that's, you know, New Yorkers, we are survivors and we'll get through it. It's not easy anyway to live here and and to own a business and to work here, right? It's not easy just in general. So with this, it's like, it's a thousand times harder. But at the end of the day, there's something in me. I don't know. It's just, I just get up and I just go. Yeah, it's it's been tough. But at the same time, you know, it's okay. I wake up and it's okay. And and as you said, you've had so much support of yeah. people and businesses and and that you would not have expected and yeah, that's because right. they really care about you. Yeah. So I you know, at the end of the day, I can't I can't be down. I have to I have to really keep remembering these things. Like I'm I'm support people are supporting me. People are caring generous, kind. So really it's a one, it's, you know, the, the silver lining are all these things, right? Yes. Coming to me, appearing. Um, so that's what I try to focus on, you know? Yeah. Instead of being like, well, whoa, it was me. I, you know, I'm blessed in a way. I never felt alone because the whole world is going through it. I understand that you had been doing photo shoots prior to COVID, is, is that still happening or? The only photo shoot, the photo shoot I did recently was in the salon for the Meatpacking Association, the website. And ah. that came out really nice. Things are loosening up um, in New York, slowly but surely. So you've mentioned your website before, but where can people, I know the ones that know you know you, but people that might be listening to this and wanting to come to the salon. Instagram is a popular uh, mm-hmm. way to do, you know, social media, of course. A lot of people will, if they want to find a salon, maybe that's convenient for them, they'll Google us. Our website's pretty nice. It's actually, I'm really kind of proud of it. And it was a beautiful uh, a gift, you know, a beautiful gift yes. from Wix, who moved to the neighborhood. And they have right. a big giant space on the, on the river and the Meatpacking Association. Gina Lee with one E, so it's Gina L-E Salon, one E. Com, right? Go to the website, everybody, please. And my Instagram, Janelisa Line. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So last but certainly not least, what 
do you have any advice for other small businesses out there that are trying to survive during this time? That's a hard one because it depends on the business, right? If you're, I, I my heart goes out to have a lot of friends that are um, in the restaurant business and that's a really big challenge. You know, uh, stay positive. Uh, just try to get as much support as you can. I, the people I know that have restaurants, um, I support, I try to go and I try to either get stuff to go or just pop in before it started to snow, uh, uh, even in the cold. I mean, I would just go out and, and sit outside and, you know, have dinner or whatever, have drinks. It's really suggesting maybe talking to your landlords, trying to reduce your rent. My accountant also another amazing Trisha Capladacria, she helped me through this. She's the one that did all the paperwork for me and she ended up getting me the loan that I needed and the PPP. Uh, and I'm so grateful for her because she did all the work. She was just like, oh, I got this, you know. And, you know, of course, every, every small business or every business should do that. I guess you have to exhaust every uh, everything you can, you know, depending on your business, you know, you have to exhaust maybe um, working with your landlord or working with your uh, inventory, like maybe you can get a break on. I try to even like my when I have to have I have to do my color inventory or my product inventory, but they're hurting too. everybody's hurting across the board. Right. So. It's a hard one. It really is a difficult, it's a challenge. Uh, I've been working with my landlords. I've been trying to, you know, get some loans and staying positive and talking to my clients and trying to promote business however we can. Social media is one big one. I send out constant contact, you know, some emails to clients trying to say, hey, we're having a special this month, um, a sale on gloss products come in 30% off, 20% off, mm-hmm. you know, buy one, get one free. I've been trying to do a lot of little promotional stuff too, to give back and maybe just get people interested in maybe coming in for a gloss, you know, that, so like little things like that, getting out newsletters, reaching clients saying we are open. We're following all the guidelines. We're safe. We're booking one at a time, like letting them know too, that we're safe. We're conscious, we're clean. So Gina, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to add? There was one more thing that I find that's happening now at this time with me, that my work has become my social life. Mm -hmm. It it gives me a reason to get up, get dressed, Mm -hmm. and I get to see people and I get to talk to them and I get to laugh with them. And that's a blessing right there. And this has become, you know, back in the day, I had a social life and I had work life. And you, actually my work life always monopolized my whole life, but then I have a little bit of social life, but now work is my social life. I think that's true for a lot of people these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, so, in, in many different fields, I think that's that's quite true. You're, you know, we're, we're survivors and, and that's what it's about. So Gina, this has been Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences uh, and your stories with us. I think this is inspirational to people, not only uh, those who have uh, small businesses, but just people in general, you know, that you just got to keep on trucking. You know, get up and get out of bed and, you know, get out there and try to figure it out. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Thank you. It's been lovely. Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you, so please send your comments and questions to info at nowletstalkthepodcast.com and check out our website at nowletstalkthepodcast.com. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.